I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Some say crime clubs like a box of chocolates. You never know which one's going to make you throw up. Decent chance of it being this one, though. I'm Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. Forrest Pump, a.k.a. around a 40-minute 10k in July with fuck-all training, and I'm decent at ping-pong. The various stories in this episode, but the one you need to watch out for, if you are delicate of stomach, is the bit about selling crack and heroin up north. Things got a bit naughty up there. And this episode contains within it the most extreme crime club content ever, basically. We've disguised R's voice, I'll put it that way. Let's have a Chris Kringle. Basically, yeah, some fucked stuff happened with my family when I was 14, 15, and I fucking, yeah, after that I got kicked out, I was homeless, sort of thing. It's not, like, I don't like to say homeless because I was couch surfing, innit? I feel like there's a difference, innit? There's homelessness and then there's rough sleeping, that yeah. still counts, like. Yeah, um, but no, but I always had somewhere to stay. But it was a different place every night, and it, do you know what I mean? That does count as homeless. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so... I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah, if, you, so if, you're, if you're happy to go into it, what, what's the day-to-day living when you don't know where you're sleeping the next night? Bro, yeah, it was really stressful. And that's the thing, I, eventually I got fed up with that, and I just went OT, basically, and started going fucking doing the country thing. Well, I'm happy to go into that as well, like... Yeah, um, man. Obviously, I'll beep out the location, but wherever where we're about to be. Yeah, I was in the first time. Right. And that got a bit hectic, man. Basically, so my mate's dad he was telling me, well, oh, if you're homeless at the moment, like, I can give you a place to stay and where you can make money. I'll send you up to... You can help run the house. Fucking getting rid of crack and heroin, basically, yeah. So I've gone up there on the train. But yeah, I was, I was just a kid, man. I didn't really know what I was doing, bro. What, what, like, he's 14 years old? I was about 16 at this point, yeah, like, I'd been, I, my mum kicked me out when I was about 15, and then I was out, because I, I got kicked out of school and shit for, like, beating some mute up with a pole on <laughs> fucking... Can we go into that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, alright, so yeah, this guy basically fucking, uh, was texting my girlfriend, this kid that went to my school, and then me and my mate caught him in the park before school, beat him up with a pole, and then, uh, Metallic pole? Yeah, it's a metal pole. Kind of like a bit of like sh- bit of short and bit no, of No, you know them bike pumps that flip out? Okay, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, battered him with that. So did you give and him? Then, did you give him a warning because he was texting your missus? Yeah, like, yeah. I told him. That. I told him. Yeah, when I see you. And he continued. Yeah, yeah. So basically, and um, and yeah, this guy, happened? this guy now as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a graffiti writer that like is in the scene. Yeah, and he's fucking snitch. Like he got his mum to send him pictures of his bruises to the school. Got me kicked out. And would you like to bait him out, or would you rather not? No, no, no. <laughs> We're cool now, innit? Get on the train fucking went up there. Just normal shit, just fucking in and out of the house, answering the phone, fucking busting the shots, right, But um, basically, this, this fiend tried to fucking rob me around two weeks in, pulled out a standing knife for me, and um, I basically had to like wrestle it out of his hand, and I fucking slashed up his face, like. <laughs> Four, right, so, so has he tried to do this to you in the, in the, in the house or...? Uh, no, no, I've gone out yeah. with, with the food. Yeah. It's two on two. Uh, <laughs> too light, too dark. Um, so for 40 quid, mate, he tried to do me for 40 quid. He tried quid. to do 40 quid yeah, as well. Yeah, We've gone to the same alley that we usually bust it in. He's come up to me, he's like, you got the grub, yeah? I was like, yeah, pull out of my pocket. And instead of pulling out the money, he pulls out a standing knife. And immediately I just grab his hand, pulled it out of his hand, fucking just giving him a push, push, push in the face of it, fucking his eye was all cut in half and shit like that. But, um, and so what, has he gone down to the ground in agony and you've Yeah, screaming, yeah, yeah, and then That's I had to just get out of there, yeah. Did you ever, like, do you ever know what became of that fella at all? I have no idea, mate, none at all, but yeah, fucking, but yeah. Just doing a little interview, darling. Doing an interview. <laughs> Nah. Huh? No way. Are you familiar to me? Familiar? Yeah, I live around here. Yeah, but from where? No, from I know where? you from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're normally not old Bill, and it's not really a squeaker. We're the opposite of old Bill. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, thank you, love. <laughs> No, that was that was the first like real dark shit that I really saw as a kid. Like apart from the fuck shit with my family that I mentioned earlier, just some like that dark stuff with my dad. Like he's like he can't walk and talk anymore. He's like he's still in his forties, isn't it? So basically, what's the reason behind that? I had a massive stroke like, oh, out of nowhere, innit? But yeah, fucking yeah. So that, that fucked me up when I was young. So yeah. What anything else happened? In of note. In a different northern city, after that, that trip was fine. Like, maybe How long were you there for? A month, yeah. three weeks, yeah. And you're making all right cash or? Yeah, ten bands. Ten bands, I was happy. It was the most money I've ever made in my yeah. life. I was fucking gassed. Like, spent it in about two months. Like, what are you spending it on? Tracksuits and Xanax, mate. Fucking designer shit. And you still got that designer gear? Yeah, 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 yeah man. Fucking, yeah, bro. Um, so you've gone to another northern city now? Yeah, so I've gone to another northern city. That went fucking badly wrong. My, one of my mates got acid attacked by one of the local uh, Pakistani roadmen. Was it like a rivalry thing? They were just unhappy that London boys were up in their turf, basically. Yeah. Stealing their cats. And fucking, my boy, deep out his name, because I'm sure he won't want me talking about <laughs> Of course, yeah. Yeah, my boy got acid attacked by melting all down the side of his face here, like fucking... Fucking hell, and that's just yeah. simply because they didn't like you being... Yeah, yeah, it's mad up north. They don't, they're not, they won't stab you in the arse, mate. They'll fucking throw acid at you or shoot you with a shotgun or something. Like, nothing's like... 
And then after that, they worked out where our trap house was, booted in the door, stole all the grub, yeah. And then um, only one of the workers was in the house at the time. So we've got one of the nitties to like, we've driven round with one of the nitties, like, and said, like, to point out which one of these youths, any, any, any of these that could have been involved in it, like, and then just like, caught this kid, um, must have been about 17, this kid, and, um, put him in the boot of the car, taking him back to the house. And then Bossman's come up from London. How easy was it to get him in the boat? Hard, yeah. Like, we had to batter him. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah like, just fists or what? Uh, just, like, bats and shit. Like, but, yeah, baseball? Yeah, baseball bats, cricket bats as well. Because um, we didn't want to kill him, innit? We wanted to torture him, innit? So that's what we did when we took him back to the house, innit? Um, but basically, when we told Bossman that they, the yard got raided, well, not raided, got booted by fucking ops basically uh, he come up from London to like sort it out made us go out on the recce to find this kid and that's right that's when you found him then you yeah, got and then boss man was all had him tied to a chair like fucking putting his fingernails out of pliers like fucking and were you in the room watching this yeah what like what was that like for you was it like oh mate I still see that shit when I close my eyes sometimes <laughs> but yeah no like, that shit was mad but then um he didn't give anything up, man. Bossman's doing worse shit than you can imagine, like putting screwdriver under his eyelid and shit, twisting it around and that, and fucking, yeah, fuck stuff, like getting the iron, like leaving the iron, resting it on his thigh, and fucking obviously you can't move and the iron's just there, like melting and shit. And, but yeah, big up to him, he wouldn't give up his presence, innit? Gary on my wayward club. So that's the second Northern City, and, and did you have, was there a third, or did you I just come back? I never went back again. I'm not a trapper. I never say, like, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking city trapper. Like, I'm not one of them guys. Like, I, I fucking, I work a nine-to-five now, bro. I'm not into all that shit now. Like, it's the most money I've ever made in my life, yeah. But it's also the most traumatising shit I've seen in my life, and, like... Yeah, I'm guessing you'd say yeah, it wasn't mean, worth it. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, oh, fuck that. Like, that's the thing. Like I said, I've spent my money on tracksuits and fucking shit like that, but, like, it's not like I could have bought a flat with that. It's fucking hard cash, in it, do you know what I mean? You can't put a deposit down on a flat with cash unless you're fucking doing it in some dodgy way, in it, do you know what I mean? So, and I didn't know how to do that. I was a young kid, in it, but fucking, um... I suppose that's the thing, you like, obviously it seemed attractive at the time. Yeah. When you are that young, yeah, what man. do you do when you've got loads of cash? Exactly. It's not going to be tucking it away. Mm. It's going to be, you know... All my brothers listening to this remember that time, that period, where I just got back from the trap. They were bare tracksuits for the man remember that. <laughs> you lot all still own me. Oh, fucking hell, mate. I stopped doing the OT thing. You know. I basically, my mate had this. When you say OT, what do you mean by that? Uh, out there, this is another word for going country. Right, yeah. Whatever, but, yeah. I know that before. After that, um, still homeless, just staying at uh, random girls' yards who would let me fuck them and stay at their house, basically. And then, um, fucking, basically, my mate had this hostel, yeah, but he was like. Nobody's ever come to check on up on me. Yeah. I'm the only person that lives in here. There's five bedrooms, 
and all of them are unlocked. Like, like I've never had maintenance here. I've never had anything here. Like, you could come stay here. That's if you wanted to, yeah. Yeah, it's in. I was like, cool. Like, I'm gonna come stay there. And then eventually, he moved back to fucking live with his mum, and I was just living in this hostel that was just vacant, basically. Like, a few times maintenance came. And I would just run out into the garden, jump over the fence, like fucking. When you say maintenance, people just jumping yeah. up on the fucking facility. Yeah, and stuff. I was basically yeah. So I was using this place as a trap house, and then eventually, like, I was letting other people come and trap out there, and it just got so hot eventually, like. And then, um, my guy, my my main guy, he, he fucking, he was just starting out graffiti, like properly. And he was like, yeah, like, he was coming to visit me when I was in my, in my little shitty trap house, like, and he, he was just starting graphing, and I was like, ah, oh, I might have to get back on this, you know, like, I haven't paid a train in, like, a year or two, I've just been fucking selling drugs and fucking sofa hopping and shit, like, fuck it, like. I suppose it kind of gives you, like, a sense of purpose. Yeah, you? yeah, exactly, like, it gives you something to do, it gives you some, like, because graph's one of them things where it's like it's a hobby but it's like it's a 24-7 thing like you're, when you're outside like even just being on the street isn't boring because you can get a tag or like you can fucking when you're at home bored you can just draw think of new styles and shit like that like I don't know like and like I said before like I went to art school so like for, for like creative design so I'm, I'm into all that shit, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, let's go back to that briefly, because you said um, you were quite young when you went to an art school, so had you been, was it your choice for you, like, I want to do this, or yeah, someone like, going to spot your talent and be so like... I went, I went to some shitty, normal, comprehensive until I was, like, 14, and then I applied to get into this art school and got in, and, yeah, just, I was there until, until this incident with the... Uh, text of my girlfriend happened basically. My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oi, 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 oi. After I moved out of this trap house, and I moved in with my dad because my mum still didn't want me around in it. And, um, my dad lived up in like at the time. Started sleeping on my dad's sofa because he just lives in a one bedroom flat. Old type. My Bangladeshi trap operator. He was holding me down up there. Like, How'd you meet him? Just from lurking around the local areas, like looking for weed shots in it. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, so yeah, me and him had a little little weed line thing. I was helping him run his line, and then um, I'm guessing if you've been trapping with crack and heroin, and yeah, then you go back to selling weed, it's kind of just like a bit of a yeah. much more relaxing. Yeah, it's thing. chilling. It doesn't even feel like you're doing anything. And I say that as someone who fucking pranked out while selling weed. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. I can't imagine what the fucking trapping selling is like. Selling weed's alright once you've done the intense stuff, man. Once. You don't have no one fucking pulling out standing eyes on you for fucking April of weed in it. You know I mean? yeah. Now I'm getting into tattoos and shit, and um, I've gone to go get a tattoo of um, of this tattoo artist, and um, fucking like he's tattooing me, and we're talking. He's asking me about like what I do, and I'm like, yeah, like I do graffiti and all this and then uh, he's like oh yeah really like you paint trains and I showed him a few of my pictures of my trains and shit and he was like alright after, uh, after we finish this tattoo we're gonna go fucking paint a train we're gonna go do a tube and um I'd done national rails and shit British rails before but yeah he took me to do my first tube and then um different fucking different beast completely bro it's like any cunt can go do a fucking, go do a southern or a fucking southeastern, like getting into a tube yard or even, even a tube background. Like, got to cut fences, fucking, it's all about timing, you've got to know what you like, yeah, it's crazy, man, it's a completely different thing, but yeah. Anything hairy happen when you're doing tubes? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, once on um, fucking, me, to go to a fucking tube and um, uh, the driver jumped out and started throwing stones and we had to fucking go pack him in. <laughs> yeah, I think that was on the news. Oh, so that, he's just come out and he started He's come out loving stones at us trying to get us to stop painting. We started throwing stones back here yeah. and then he's all shouting saying he's going to call British Transport Police. So me and the have run up started fucking him up. Like, Giving them in a couple of thumps as well. And we just run back, finished our pieces and left. Like, we might have to get rid of that, man. 
Let's go into another couple of times you got ripped for assault and stuff. Like you got oh, some stories. Oh yeah. Just, oh, not really good stories. Just drunk, stupid shit. I've just got dumb temper. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking. I'm basically just a cunt. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the best way to describe it. Like, is it a case of babbling a few too many? Like you said, is that yeah, a few too down? many. That's the thing. A few too many. Is it not not usually drinks? So it's usually a few too many Zans. So I'm not, I'm that surprised me. I thought it'd have the opposite effect. Yeah, no, man. Zans make people violent, bro. The Zans make people move crazy. Anybody who's listening to this that does Zans know that they make you do a fucking madness. I don't think yeah. I've ever done, I've, I've done, I hit valleys quite a lot because I've made some. Valleys will make you chill out. Yeah, yeah so I, didn't realize, I thought Zans were basically kind of similar things. Zans are, is a different story because they get rid of your anxiety, yeah. You're just fucking fearless, mate. Like, you'll steal anything, fight anyone. Like, trust me, the comments will confirm this. Like, trust me. Like, everyone in the comments, yeah. Tell me. You've dropped some Zan stories, man. But yeah, if you can fucking remember them. That's the, the other thing about Zans, you lose all memory of what happened. Like, all the stories are about me on Zans, the only thing I know about them is just stuff people have told me. If it was, uh, yeah, fucking, but yeah, like, I think my, all the times I've been nicked for assault, well, I was on Zans. And was this Zans were like a thing you got into up north, right? No, no, I started doing Zans just like. Um, at like squat raiders and stuff like um because like, i really hate fucking like md and getting pinging and shit do you know what i mean it's too intense for me like not that zans aren't intense but like zans are mentally intense whereas molly and shit's like physically intense i don't want that commitment where i'm going to be fucking sweating and gurning all night and fucking acting like a cunt fair enough like, i gotta be honest i fucking yeah. love pingers but that's um, the thing, like, I like the feeling, but it's the calm down as well, like, I can't handle it, mate. Yeah, I used know. to get them bad, these days I don't get them so bad anymore, so, mm. so but usually it's now more, like, it's a more physical thing, like, just feeling buttons. That's the thing, though, I, start, I started going to school when I was, like, 14, I think I ran out of serotonin by the time I was, like, 18, but, yeah, oh, yeah fuck it, I don't know. Did you have a while on the pingers, or was it just, like, first couple times you like, no, not No, really. I used to do them all the time, like, I used to smash them, but, yeah. Basically just kind of rinse them. Yeah, but then, yeah, later on... When I started hating penguins, I started smashing pharmaceuticals with Sam's Valiums and all that shit, Gabapent and that, whatever you can think of, really. But yeah, just fucking myself up. Are you often there? Bro, I'm trying, man. It's hard, like, because all my friends still do it, and like, oh, do you want a Valium? It doesn't seem that bad, innit? Do you know what I mean? I just pop one in and. Yeah, that's one thing I really need to fucking kick, bro. Like, I've stopped with the having too much now, with the, with the alcohol. I can fucking stop drinking whenever. Guys, the only thing I'll never stop doing is smoking weed, though. I don't, I don't see a period in my life where I'm going to be able to stop that, bro. Yeah, it's the I only think I stopped for a couple of years at uni, mainly because I was short and I just wanted to make more money. Yeah. I'm, see, st I'm still smoking weed. It's the only thing that keeps me sane, bro. Uh, yeah. Crime Club. Yeah, no, the assault ones are all just... Dumb ones like pump, taking a couple of zans, had a couple pints. So, like, some kind of just bump into you know, just fucking lamp them, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, just asshole shit, really. Like, you know what I mean? Shit I regret. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I know they're probably funny stories, but I genuinely regret them. <laughs> I don't really want to talk, talk yeah, about them like that, innit? That's funny, though, because yeah. obviously. You're, you're, you strike me as a fucking chilled out bloke, but obviously oh, it's mate. not one of those ones when, when, when you switch your switch, and I guess you're one of those people, right? Bro, like, yeah, hold tight, fucking...
Yeah, we have our problems, but like, I've never hit him once in my life, but um, one time he just flipped my fucking switch. And I fucking broke his cheekbone with a single punch, <laughs> And he'll tell whatever, he'll confirm, he's not even embarrassed about the story. This is my guy, hold tight, he's listening. My guy, but yeah, fucking, he knows for sure. I can flip my fucking switch, over right? But yeah, I'm sorry about your face, right? but yeah, man, it's fucked, like, honestly, like. Is there anything particular that, that gets you wound up? I don't know, man. I've, I, it's, like I said, I think it starts with the stuff with my dad from early. Like that, that's when I really started having anger issues. Like you know, toxic masculinity. Just don't know how to express yeah. sadness without anger. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking. Is it a case of basically because, like you said before, you've had you, like your dad's had a really unfortunate thing, and obviously, if you're young, you're like you're really fucking. Because someone fit, you're really fucking angry. At yeah, exactly. and anger's got to go somewhere. Do you yeah. that, that kind of thing? Or? Yeah, definitely, man. For sure. Like. There's no excuse for some of the shit like this. You can't do fuckeries and then just be like, oh, I've had a bad life. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck that, man. Like, I hold myself accountable for all the dumb shit I've done. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's all my fault. Like, I shouldn't have been doing drugs. I shouldn't have been doing this and that. You know what I mean? But yeah, let's keep going with the graph because that shit's uplifting and funny. Slovakia is fucked, like, anybody listening, yeah, don't fucking go to Slovakia, it's a shithole, yeah. I remember, I mean, I've been Bratislava, and I remember thinking, because it's quite a famous city, I mean, yeah. but you hear Bratislava mentioned, like, just as, as a European yeah, city, but yeah. it's actually, it's proper old-fashioned, it's not very big either, yeah, yeah. and it's like, it's got, yeah, it's kind of so, like a third world country. So basically, like, yeah, we're in Budapest, yeah, and... In fucking those Eastern Eastern European countries, you don't even need a passport to cross the borders. And like, my Hungarian guy was like, yeah, like, let's go to Slovakia for the day, yeah. Fucking, we'll paint a train and just fucking, we'll get the first train back in the morning type shit, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sounds good, like. So we get the train out to out to Slovakia, it took like 45 minutes, it takes me longer to get to my fucking dad's house in North London, mate, right, yeah, so we go fucking, get the train to this border town in Slovakia that has a big train yard, and um, and then we do the panel, we paint it, everything's good, and then we're taking loads of pictures and videos and shit, because we think it's going to be fine, and then the flash must have alerted the securities, they must have seen it from across the yard, and they've come, They've chased us out of the fucking train yard now, and we think everything's cool, yeah. Then we've heard, like, sirens and shit, we've had to fucking run in from Slovakian police, like, they've got guns and shit. Are you like, like, pegging it down, like, residential streets or...? No, nah, bro, this shit? is the thing, in, in, this, in this town, it's called Nove Jumki, um, basically, like, all it is is fucking tower blocks and factories, that's all it is, it's a shithole, like, and fucking... So we've had to hide in like knee-deep water, and I'm like freezing cold, like. And my Hungarian bridge is like a river or something. I've done like a little stream in this park or whatever. Like, it's like some like an aqueduct or something. I don't know. I don't know what to call it for that. Like, like, so we're soaking wet, yeah. It's like February and in Slovakia, yeah. And my Hungarian bridge is like, yeah, let's just sleep in the park. 
and I'm like, like he's a warrior though, man. Like you know how these Eastern European guys are, they're fucking mental. I was like, bro, I'm not sleeping in the fucking park, like are you crazy, like right, right. so like I've gone to the fucking I've gone to the nearest tower block, yeah, just booted in the door, yeah. And we fucking slept in this fucking concrete stairwell of this shitty fucking Slovakian tower block and then like walked back like walked down the motorway in the morning all the way to the train station to get the train back to Budapest. Crime, 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 I've never been the guy running the house. I've always been a worker. Like I said earlier, I'm not some big fucking like jug jug trapper, mate. I'm a fucking just. I just did it to get a bit of money here and there, innit? But um, so you, you know, you find a fucking a fucking cracker that's willing to let you use their flat to sell drugs out of, and you just give them crack as payment or money if they'd rather have money. They usually don't. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then fucking yeah, you just uh fucking yeah, just operate. So you've got, so you they're living there at the same time. Or yeah, uh, yeah, sometimes. Well, sometimes you get them to fuck off, but it's they're good to have there because, like, that's the thing. It takes a long time to build a line on your own, but when you go up to these fucking little shithole cities, you fucking you say this this same guy that, whose house you're living in. You say like, oh, tell your crackhead mates we got the bang bang, and mate, it spreads like wildfire. You yeah. know what I mean? Like up there, they don't have proper drug dealers. And then guys from London with a proper operation come up there with loads of fucking grub and they fucking make loads of money. That's the whole that's the only reason we leave London to make the money, isn't yeah, it? Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I'm thinking of the second episode ever went out actually spoke to a guy who was doing punching the he, he spoke in detail about the people the, the crackhead whose house he was living in this crackhead and his brass mate was yeah. living there occasionally and it all got a bit hairy like, yeah, no, like man, the characters oh, we've had yeah, I can talk about funny nitty characters all day. We had we had a who used to um, let people beat him up. His name was I never used to do it because I felt sorry for the bastard, but he used to let people beat him up for five minutes for a rock and like it would be fucking up a black eye every Was that his suggestion? Yeah, like it would be like, like I'll do anything for five rock, you can fucking smash my face in. And then my boy was like, what really, what? You'll let me punch you up for a rock? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, all right, and then fucking, it just became a thing, like... How often would that be going down? It was fucking Bailey's, like, some of the guys I was chaffing with were fucking sadists, bro, fucking type I of guess it does attract that. that kind of person, right? Yeah, bro, like, and it turns you like that, man, I, I regret that fucking attacking that geezer, but, like, I, I hate violence, man. Anyway, like, I used to fucking love it, but anyone that knows me now... Like, I'm the last person to throw a punch. It'll fucking hurt if I do, but it's, I'm the last person to throw it. It's like a fucking, it's a one or the other thing. If you're around violence, you either love it or hate it, innit? Do you know what I mean? Because and if you don't love it, then you get to love it because you might be on the receiving end of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. We used to fucking go on the, like, on the, like, JD Sports website and, like, show him a tracksuit that we wanted and tell him what size we were. And he would go and nick it and run it back for us and we'd give him a rock and you know what I mean? And then um but he would do all sorts, he'd get us PS4s and shit and like tellies and 
Yeah, we had a trap house nice, like, we had the fucking telly and the PS4 in the trap house all because of like, we were chilling. Like. And how many of you were there? It was, it was usually just three of us, innit? It would be fucking boss man. I'd be there, like, looking after, like, staying in the house, making sure everything was cool. And then just the runner, basically, who was going out to so bus every shot. But some part, that's the thing, sometimes I would be running it. Yeah, you know. And it's, I suppose the boss man, obviously, you've had, you had, like, more than one boss man. Two, so. I've had two, yeah. Like, like I said, I've only been country twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they've both been my mate's dad, <laughs> like different mates. <laughs> so I suppose if you're there, sometimes they're treating you for respect. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's why I knew I was cool. I would never go work for, in country for somebody that I didn't know because they'd probably just fucking not pay you and try and use you as a little fucking country slave. Because I've seen it happen, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like a few of the workers that were fucking working with me didn't get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, went, I, was, I went out for a month for the first time and I came back with 10 grand. And um, the second time I went out, I came out of nothing because the house got raided in it. And oh, so you got nothing at the end? The house got booted, yeah, complete for everything. I was out of the house, uh, well, I had the fucking tenor from the, 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 light, the light that I just beat to the fucking knee, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I went back with a tenor and everyone else went back with nothing. Crime. To be old and wise, you must first be young and foolish. And if that saying is anywhere near true, R is going to be fucking Buddha by the time he hits 30. Big thanks to him. Absolute pleasure to make this episode. It's a pleasure to make all of them, of course, but this one required closer collaboration for obvious reasons. And he was a class act throughout. Check the link in the description for more Crime Club content. Rickshaw Seamus is back next week with Volume 2. That kicks off with him smuggling 10 kilos of chronic from California to New York. Big up Cornelius Mendes for disguising R's voice as well. He's a sexy hero. Peace be upon you, internet traveller. Until next week, here's a jingle malt whiskey courtesy of Ed Beaumont. Then the Svengali of Weird Audio himself, John Holmes, persuading you to get involved in Crime Club's back door. I thought I'd chuck him some work. Why not? Here he comes. There are notable chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury, The Chronicles of Riddick, that terrible 2004 film starring poor man's actor Vin Diesel. But to add to all of this, now come The Chronicles of Tarquin, Volume 4, with Jack Beaumont. Want some of it, do you? Well, it'll be on Patreon. You know, that thing every other sod does these days. It'll be on there from Monday the 1st of February 2021. Sign up, chuck Jack three quid to spend on heroin or whatever he does, and it'll be yours. What's more, at the end of each series of Crime Club going forward, there'll be an extra long bonus ep for Patreon Patreon types. Again, just three quid. And because Jack Beaumont is A, lazy, and B, work shy, that'll only be two series a year max, so that's just six quid a year. Do you want to slip into Crime Club's back door for six quid? Of course you do. Link is in the show description or Google Crime Club Backdoor Patreon Patreon. As C.S. Lewis himself wrote in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, his allegory of Christianity, get some of that in your ears, Aslan, you cut.
Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, no, uh, you don't have to do that. That weird kadunk that yeah, lights going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious. 